Hey, Seattle hockey fans. Happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. And we're going to talk about a special behind-the-scenes series that premieres tomorrow on ESPN Plus and the NHL Network, a bunch of other places. It's called Welcome to the NHL. And there's a few Seattle Kraken players that are featured in this documentary. We're going to talk about that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans, Seattle sports fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast covering the Seattle Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. The L stands for Lindsay. Thank you so much for making us your first listen or a listen throughout your day. We are excited to be back. Uh, Took the day off yesterday, had a conference to go to, had a really great time here in New York, but we're back and I'm really excited because something came across my desk. I got early access to the documentary. We are, or excuse me, welcome to the NHL. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that documentary. I'm going to show you a clip uh, about our very own Shane Wright. And once we've all seen it, so sometime next week, We'll break down Welcome to the NHL. But let me tell you a little bit about Welcome to the NHL. Welcome to the NHL is going to be a one-hour special that is offering an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at the top prospects of the 2022 draft. And of course, that includes Shane Wright. Now, this documentary is going to take us through all of the storylines of the 2022 entry draft for the National Hockey League, which of course means Shane Wright was going in hot as that number one pick or projected number one pick. But then Slavkovsky, in the last handful of days leading to the draft, became a heavy hitter. We obviously, at the time of this episode, or spoiler alert, hopefully you know who went number one in the draft. But if you don't, watch Welcome to the NHL. Tomorrow it's going to premiere, and I'll tell you everywhere you can watch that. But uh, again, this is going to be on ESPN Plus and the NHL Network in the United States. Um, you can watch it in sport uh, on Sportsnet in Canada. And of course, we were in Montreal for the 2022 entry draft. We go to the preparation rooms at the hotel for the players and their families. Logan Cooley, Yurev Slavkovsky, and having his dad help him with a tie. Shane Wright, his mom and dad talking about what they think is going to go down. The players, or the prospects, I should say, reacting to player trades and jockeying for position and what that could mean for their futures. You get it all in this documentary. Again, I was able to take a look at it before I hit record on today's episode, but um, I want to take you to some of the notes that I took from seeing the behind-the-scenes look uh, at the 2022 NHL entry draft. And, of course, I was on Shane Wright watch 
as was pretty much everyone. But you saw from the trailer, they even start us off at the Combine. And the players reacting to going through the Combine. Uh, Slavkovsky has some great one-liners. I'm not going to lie. If you're a longtime listener or you watch the Locked on Kraken show on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed also because some of this stuff that I'm showing you and I'm sharing with you, I keep the full video on the Locked on Kraken YouTube page. So if you're not already subscribed, this is a perfect time to do it. And make sure you hit that notification, the bell notification, so that, uh, you know, when I upload a new video. Also, it helps create the monetization so I continue to uh, be able to make money off of this fabulous show locked on Kraken. Anyway, um, so we got to see the combine. We got to see, as I mentioned, the guys getting ready. And there were players, including Shane Wright, who were followed through the draft. And so again, spoiler alert, in case you didn't know, the Seattle Kraken had the fourth overall pick. And it was presumed that Shane Wright was going to go number one. But we end up getting him at number four. I want to read some of the things that Shane Wright was saying up until the next clip I'm about to share with you. Uh, so there was, first of all, I, I think what was really cool is we got to go into the Arizona Coyotes war room. I love stuff like that. I wish we would get more content like that. And this... Uh, behind the scenes clip gives you that. I would have loved for it to be the Seattle Kraken war room, but Arizona had the pick right before. Um, Shane Wright getting ready, uh, you know, saying that the work is just getting started. Him and a lot of the guys, they're excited, of course, about the draft, but they know this is one step of many to make their dream of being an NHLer come true. Um, you know, I also love this from Simon Wright. That's Shane's father. He was already thinking as the family's getting ready of what he was going to say or what he was going to do, knowing that the camera was going to be on him when Shane Wright's name was called. And I like that little nugget that's in this behind the scenes look because it's something that we've talked about on the show. It's something that the Seattle Kraken talked about and that Shane was asked about, what did your dad say? And what did he say about your pick? Of course, he went to Seattle. And the thing that Shane relayed to us is that his dad said he likes Seattle. He's glad it was Seattle. So now you get to hear a little bit of, of that backstory. I loved that. Um, there's also a Morgan Geeky cameo because, of course, his brother was selected and, uh, you know, the Geeky family had a good time talking about what uh, Morgan's hair looked like on his draft and how you, you don't want you want to maybe blow dry your hair before national television. I thought that was hilarious. Um, and we see an interaction with Dave Haxtell and Shane Wright. You're actually going to see that in the clip I'm going to share with you. I got a, a, a not only a preview, a raw edit of the of the behind the scenes look documentary, but also a few clips that I can share with you. Then you see the guys getting off the bus, the autographs. I mean, Shane Wright was eating it up uh, and you love to see it. Then we start getting to the draft floor and Emily Kaplan is one of many experts that had been saying, Shane Wright, we're hearing he's going number one, but things can change. And it sounds like things have changed and, um, you know, that's what we start hearing from Emily Kaplan. But again, she wasn't the only one. 
So you get that look at the draft. Then um, the one pick comes in, and I'm just going to read some of the quotes that I took. These are all from Shane Wright in this documentary, uh, and they're in no particular order. I want you to watch it, and again, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. Uh, got a little more motivation now. Uh, it's not when, it's where and what you do. That's a quote from Simon Wright. There's a Shane Wright shrug in there that I want you to take a look at. Uh, excited to play them now. I'm good. Mom, I'm good. That's from Shane Wright. Uh, mark those dates. Uh, and then that hurts. That hurts. Yikes. Um, and then also we get another cameo from one of our guys, Yanni Gord. A lot of people think Yanni's the next captain of the Seattle Kraken. Yanni Gord, we see, calls Shane Wright very short after he's selected. Stick taps to Yanni Gord. He also, Shane Wright, that is, got calls from Mitch Marner, Wayne Gretzky, and he was asked about his socks. That's not, uh, I should say, the last thing that we see in Welcome to the NHL, at least regarding Shane Wright, is um, his family talking a little bit about the pick. And, of course, no one expected him to drop to four, but talking a little bit about what that process was like. So Welcome to the NHL. That's coming up. It's premiering tomorrow. And next week on Locked on Kraken, I want to get a little bit more into the full behind the scenes. I think it's great that the NHL is giving us hashtag content like this. And to that end, uh, let me take us into our next segment where we're going to talk about some more prospects. But let me lead us into our next segment by giving you a clip of Shane Wright immediately after being on stage and being selected by the Seattle Kraken. Shane, as you were standing on that stage putting on a Seattle Kraken sweater, what was going through your mind? Dream come true. Uh, you know, this is what I've worked for my whole life. This is what you know I've been grinding and, and working towards you know, every second of my life since I was a kid and you know finally have this goal achieved uh, it just feels so amazing. Jerry Bruckheimer. Hi. Nice to meet you. Congratulations. Thank you. Nice Thank you very much. Very lucky excited to be here. Super excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you. Hey. Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm great. I couldn't be happier. Honestly uh, we, like, are, we are absolutely I'm, thrilled. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. And now the big thing you know we're gonna go to work. Like yeah. we're gonna, oh, yeah. we are gonna go to work right yep. and we're gonna we're gonna get after this and I couldn't be happier man. I'm, I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, like, I, like Everything about this you're, just, I love. This is. You're the fit we need. Thank you, know, you very much. Now we all got to do the work together. Oh, yeah. You got a ton of media ahead of you here. Can't wait to uh, talk with you more. Excited and too. Get to know you better. So excited to be here. All right, Thank you very much. Congrats. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that look and my analysis of Welcome to the NHL featuring our very own Shane Wright. Now I want to tell you about Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. And that is the coconut brownie chunk puffs. Now this is coconut brownie chunk puff and it's only here for a limited time. So if you like the sound of it, go grab it. This is uh, a delicious coconut rich sweet brownie and creamy marshmallow all put together and then covered in chocolate just like all built bars are covered in 100% chocolate and um you know this is also just like every other built bar low calorie low sugar high in protein and of course delicious the best part about the built puffs 
is that they taste amazing. They also have a collagen protein, which is good for your health, good for your hair, good for your skin, good for your nails. So you're not going to want to miss, again, this delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie and creamy marshmallow coconut brownie chunk puff built bar that you can get over at built.com right now. So when you head over to built.com and you put in your coconut brownie chunk puff, make sure you also, before you check out, use promo code LOCKED15. That's gonna get you 15% off your next order at built.com. Remember, 15% off when you use promo code LOCKED15. Happy snacking. All right, we're gonna have more for the NHL later on the show, next week on the show. But right now, let me tell you about uh, the NFL. Which NFL stars are moving the betting line the most? Uh, We started this on July 18th. Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Again, started on July 18th and now available on Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube. So there's so many nuggets here, and I think we're going to continue to walk through them. Uh, There's, though, as we're talking about Shane Wright, um, I want to take you to a story by Jeff Baker for the Seattle Times. He is talking about, of course, the Seattle Kraken and free agency and how Christmas came early. But when Christmas comes early, that does have some implications. And I think we're seeing them in free agency. Now, earlier this week on Locked on Kraken, you heard me talking about how I might give the Seattle Kraken a B minus. A B minus when it comes to how they were able to deal with free agency. But if you read this story over on the Seattle Times and also Andy Ide, who is also one of the contributors over at the Sound of Hockey podcast, uh, both Jeff Baker and Andy Ide kind of agree with me. When you get Shane Wright at number four, and again, you just saw that clip of Dave Haxtell talking to Shane Wright. When you get Shane Wright, things change. And we've talked about that, uh, what Ron Francis said about day one of free agency. And again, if you're not already subscribed to Locked on Kraken on YouTube, go check that out and you can hear for yourself exactly what Ron Francis said, but I will recap it for you. He talked about having to play the long game, knowing that now you have Shane Wright and Maddie Beneers, that getting Shane Wright in particular changes what their approach was in free agency at the center position. I talked on, I guess it was Tuesday's show, about if Nazem Kadri was still something that the Seattle Kraken were going to pursue, or someone, I should say. And at this point, I don't think it makes sense because, and this is what we talked about on Tuesday's show. On Tuesday, I talked about if you know that you're going to want to pay Shane Wright and Maddie Beneers, especially if they contribute the way you think that they can, which is why we drafted them, then you don't want to hold up your cash or your cap space with a guy like Nazem Kadri. And I think Jeff Baker's piece, let me pull it up here for you again. Jeff Baker's piece does a really great job of going into a little bit more detail there on why that might be the case. Um, you're going to want to pay these guys after their entry-level contracts. And are you going to be able to do that if you pick up someone like Nazem Kadri or even a defender like Klingberg? <laughs> I, I know it's not easy, uh, but... 
a little more defense I would have liked to see, but I think Jeff Baker makes an excellent point. We're likely not going to see that. So that's why I still stick with my grade of B- minus for the Seattle Kraken because the potential was there. You maybe understand why they didn't go whole hog in this season. But again, as Jeff Baker's piece picks out, Christmas coming early likely means that we have to wait even longer for the Seattle Kraken to crack through in the playoffs, which of course means that we have to wait even longer for my bold prediction to come through that the Seattle Kraken will win a Stanley Cup before the Vegas Golden Knights. So much to talk about on today's show. Check out that piece by Jeff Baker. It's in the show notes. Also, the trailer to Welcome to the NHL in the show notes. It premieres tomorrow, Friday. That is July 22nd. And next week on Locked on Kraken, we'll talk a little bit more about it and hopefully get someone that was a part of the production team and the creation of that behind-the-scenes look on the show. But more about that, it's coming up. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk about a prospect. Now, is he necessarily a Seattle Kraken prospect? I think that's kind of to be determined. But we're going to talk about a player that has a name well-known in hockey on this coast, where I am in the East Coast. But what was he doing on the left coast in Seattle Kraken camp? We'll talk about that. And then I'm going to close the show by making some brief remarks about What's happening with Hockey Canada and why, once again, I believe hockey needs to do better. So I want to close out today's show talking about a young guy who whose name is well known in hockey, his last name at least, and he's trying to make a name for himself with his first name, and that is Jordan Tornelli. He was invited to Seattle Kraken Development Camp, undrafted but came through, comes from Brown University, also comes from this part of the country. He grew up in Westchester County, which is where I, I did my schooling uh, in Armonk. And uh, his father played for the uh, Islanders. And um, so there's a lot of history that as someone who's new to men's hockey, I'm learning about the, I guess... Uh, two-sided, two-edged, double-edged sword. That's what it is. The double-edged sword of being a family member of a, a hockey player, especially someone who's won a Stanley Cup. And Jordan definitely has that. Uh, he was not drafted, as I mentioned, but seems to really want to focus on his schooling. So another great one over on the Seattle Times by Jeff Baker. You should check that out. But I like this kid. I, you know, I was not at development camp, so I can't speak to exactly, uh, you know, how, how he's how he's operating. It, he's a, a forward. So what do we need as far as forwards? We'll see what happens there. But um, he sounds like he's got a great head on his shoulders. Uh, he knows that he wants to make his own way in hockey. He still knows that he has a lot of developing to do, including getting his degree. He said something akin to, listen, my family, my, my parents in particular, worked too hard for me not to get my education. I love that. So if this is a prospect, he will be someone that would be in the Seattle Kraken system for a little while as he's playing at Brown, six feet, 179, uh, 179 pounds, but again, was undrafted and at Seattle Kraken camp. All right. Um, 
No easy way to transition to this, but Hockey Canada. I believe I talked about it on the show before, but in case you didn't know or in case you don't listen to my other podcast, my other hockey podcast, the Founding Ford podcast, Hockey Canada or the government of hockey has suspended uh, funding to Hockey Canada because of how they have been dealing or not dealing at all with investigation around sexual assault in the organization. That has also led to key sponsors pulling their funding from Hockey Canada. And then there was reporting. So Rick Westhead, Katie Strang, who's been on the podcast before, make sure you're following them. Again, these are not easy conversations to have, but they have been following up on this story very well, including that they're in most leagues and I guess federations as well. When players are fined, by, in this case, the Federation, there's a pool of money. Usually you see it with, a, like, the NHLPA has one. I know the WNBPA has one. And when players are fined, they pay into this pool. And then through the PA, or I guess in this case, the Federation, that money is then designated to specific things. Well, apparently, at Hockey Canada, that funding is dedicated to paying and settling sexual assault uh, uh, cases. <laughs> I do want to keep this brief, but uh, there's so much grossness about that, in my opinion. Um, but that's not really what I want to talk about. Hockey Canada, and I get their uh, updates and notifications, mostly because when I follow women's hockey, I follow women's hockey at the international level, and so I want to know what's going on. But the statements from Hockey Canada... I'm not going to read them all. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's like, um, it sounds more <clears throat> like an organization who fell short of a gold medal, perhaps, that is trying to rally the troops and say, we shall rise again. That's how it comes off to me. And that's not the tone I think that they need to be hitting. Um, Canadians have been loud and clear. You expect our national sport and those representing it to work hard to earn your trust each day. No crap. No freaking crap. We have heard you and are committed to making the changes necessary to allow us to be the organization you expect us to be and to restore your confidence and trust in us. I just feel like it skirts responsibility in a lot of ways. It's just very weird. The other thing that I find, uh, so again, this is the National Equity Fund also is what it's called. The National Equity Fund is what they called the money, the pool of money that they use to pay people off to make the conversation about sexual assault go away gross gross effective immediately though this will no longer be uh to settle sexual assault claims and again i feel like the only reason that they issued a statement or changed their policy is because of the reporting of people like rick westhead katie strang etc 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 so when we're talking about sexual Assault allegations were particularly talked about a 2018 Hockey Canada team. It was a men's team. Uh, I believe it was a youth team. And um, this is the Delta London Armories Hotel is allegedly where the assault occurred. June 19th, 2018. And um, 
now we're starting to see players who were on that team make, you know, those little screenshot statements, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, they're starting to say, all right, listen, I was at that tournament. I know nothing about this, but I will crop crop cooperate, excuse me, fully with the investigation. So the lawsuit is against Hockey Can or Hockey Canada, the Canadian Hockey League, and eight unnamed CHL self unnamed CHL players, including some who represented Canada at the World Juniors, 2018 World Juniors, uh, stating that she was sexually assaulted in a London hotel room after a Hockey Canada gala event June 2018. So you're starting to see players a lot of them that are in the National Hockey League say, listen, I didn't know about that or whatever they're saying. Uh, I, uh, I don't know why. It's hard for me to express why that bothers me so much. Um, because I feel as though the only reason these statements are being made is because they don't want to be implicated. That's number one. Number two, if you say you're going to cooperate with the investigation, I don't know that making statements is the best way to do that, but I think people don't want no smoke, right? They don't want to be associated with this, even though they already are associated with it by way of being on that Hockey Canada team. Another thing, and a lot of people on social media have been saying this, is that, you know, like, keep that same energy. Like, where were you allegedly... Um, or excuse me, where were you when the alleged assault happened? Did you know about it? Did you hear about it afterward? So just saying that you weren't there and that you didn't participate does not necessarily absolve you. You know, and so that locker room talk stuff, it's toxic, people. When someone tells you of something that they did that was harmful and hurtful to someone else, Sitting around laughing about it, even if you weren't there, you're getting a secondhand account. Just be mindful. Just be mindful of that. And what kind of energy are you putting towards the perpetuation of such things? There's certain language that I, I won't have people use in front of me. And some people might say, you know, I'm crotchety or old school or whatever. But that is me standing up for myself and for anyone and everyone else. That's how I see it. And I don't know that we're there yet with hockey. So, yeah, Gary Bettman, to go back to another rant I made a, a week or so ago, who knows, or maybe it was a day or two ago, who knows. You can't say that these types of things are not a hockey problem. They're a societal problem. What is hockey doing to say, skirt? We don't do that here. If you're saying it's not a hockey thing, then you have to make sure that it's not a hockey thing. And yeah, people talk about their lives in the locker room. But just like I say, hey, listen, I can appreciate that that's the language that you want to use. Or, like minority, as an example. I don't let anyone call me a minority. And I don't use that term. I mean, I'm using it right now, but this is a, an example. I hope you understand that. But please, I don't use that term to talk about myself. And I don't use it to talk about any other people of color. I don't. And so if and when someone uses that language around me, but more specifically about me or to me, I make a point to correct them. You know why? Because that's not an Erica problem. That's a societal problem. 
that's my show for today, folks. Tomorrow, we're talking about the Firebirds because it's Friday. And we do have some really cool updates. I'm excited. Tomorrow also, Welcome to the NHL is available. Oh, let me tell you where you can watch. Almost forgot. But you can watch that again. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. I, I, I got ESPN Plus through my cell phone provider as well as Disney Plus, so I'm really excited about that. But uh, you can also watch uh, at on the NHL Network 7 p.m. on Friday. It will also be on multiple times Saturday and Sunday at 6 p.m. Sportsnet in Canada, you can watch it on July 23rd at 2 p.m. And then you can also watch it on SN 360 on Sunday, July 24th at 8 p.m. Watch it. <clears throat> Make sure you watch it because on next week's show, we're going to talk about it. As far as my wellness tip of the day, I got this. Let me, I want to get my notes because I mentioned I was at a conference yesterday and I got this uh, little acronym that I want to share. And it is time, T-I-M-E. And I want to focus on thankfulness, which is the T. Thankfulness is a great practice because there is scientific evidence that shows that you cannot be grateful and anxious at the same time. Diametrically, diabolically opposed foes. Huh? Some of you know Hamilton. Anyway, um, you can't do those two things at the same time. So if you find yourself anxious, if you're worried about something that's happening in your life or in the world, Lord knows there's enough, right? Be grateful and show true grateful, thankfulness, gratitude. And the way to do that is to be specific, is to be, um, to make it personalized and to express your gratitude enthusiastically. So whether you're saying that in a meditation or a prayer, or you're sending a text message, or even better, a handwritten note, do so with enthusiasm, be specific, and um, I forgot the last one. Oh, and make it personalized. So I'm going to practice what I can to you, my listener or viewer of Locked on Kraken. I am so grateful that you spend time with me during your very busy, hectic day to talk about this wild and crazy sport that we all love, and more specifically, how it impacts your favorite hockey team, the Seattle Kraken. Whether you are new to hockey, or if you've been around for a long time and you teach me a thing or two in the comments that you leave, I am so grateful to you. I'm grateful to this journey that we are embarking on together, and I can't wait for what comes next. Thankfulness, thankfulness, thankfulness. Not one second of that message was I anxious or worried about anything else. So check that out. That's our wellness tip of the day. And now that you've listened to Locked on Kraken, go check out the Locked on NHL show. That's expert analysis daily on a 30-minute podcast, all things NHL. So, uh, you know, we can be a little self-involved here on Locked on Kraken. So if you want to know what's going around in the league, check out Locked on NHL. Everything in the hockey world, that's where you can find it. Of course, you can listen on audio or you can watch on YouTube. I am grateful. I am thankful for you. And we're going to hold fast. We're going to stay true because we are grateful and thankful for this hockey team, the 32nd hockey team in the Men's National Hockey League. Until tomorrow, 
where we get to talk about the brand new AHL team. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I am your host of Locked on Kraken, our daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. And I will see you tomorrow. Be kind to yourself and to each other and be grateful. See ya.